I want to thank Foamcast Radio for supporting this episode. Foamcast Radio is a new weekly podcast. It's all about Nerf blasters and related blaster toys. Uh, you can subscribe to Foamcast Radio on your podcast app or visit foamcastradio.com. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 46 of the Superpowered Fancast. This is Darren. Um, so this episode is really just me and my buddy Josh just kind of talking. It's very informal. It's just a couple guys talking about uh, their fandom, talking about Infinity War, talking about MCU go- uh, going forward. Just a bunch of stuff just that we were thinking about for this week. Uh, I'm going to... I'm going to apologize up front for the audio on Josh's side. We really just like, honestly, we really just sat down and just started talking and then recorded it. And I didn't even like think about like, like prep and that's on me, but I'm going to go ahead and fix it. Cause when we do this again, we are going to do this again. Uh, I want it to, I want it to sound better. I want it to be better just for his sake. Cause he's a, he's a great guy. He's been a friend of mine for a long time and he has some really good insights and some really good opinions, and I think those are absolutely worth listening to. So, uh, you know, just uh, let me know what you think. Like I say, you can always uh, reach me, superpoweredfancast at gmail.com. Uh, you go to superpoweredfancast.com uh, for news and reviews. And you can also find me on the Geeks Worldwide at www.thegww.com. Uh, without further delay, here is episode 46. I get really hyped. No, no, it's perfect. I shouldn't right. apologize for that because that's like, it's like childlike wonder, not childish, childlike. Well, yeah, that's the whole point. I mean, I think that's, you know, one of the reasons why I love doing this is because I keep get like, I have the wonder still there. Like I have the, yeah. the, Dude, the, you tell me stuff still, it's been two weeks and you tell me stuff and like. The Gail Simone thing just like almost brought a tear to my eye because I'm like, yeah, that's like one of my favorite writers. Yeah, and it was really funny. It's like I'll be like, it it happened. I'm at work and I'm just kind of like standing there, like walking down the hall, and I see it, and I'm just like, and I have to fist bump like no one in particular because because <laughs> no so one because so yeah, exactly because no one gives a shit. I just was like, you know, this is awesome. I do. I totally well, but I'm saying it's like like. It was like no one in my immediate vicinity gave a shit. So, so I'm like, the, it's like that scene in, um, God, what the hell is that movie? It's like that scene with Will Ferrell when he starts like punching the cereal boxes. It's like, yes, awesome. Like no one gives a shit, but, yeah. but, um, but I really want to talk about cause everyone's starting, everyone's starting like their, uh, their predictions on what's about to happen. Like there's even shit out now about, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow saying that there's going to be a time jump for Avengers, uh, four. And what the fuck? How is, how is she still a part of this? Like, why has not Marvel been like ban hammer? Boom. Shut your face. I think, uh, can I take, can I do my, my honest assessment? Yeah, is she, please do. She's the only one that that's willing to come back. 
like Natalie Portman will not is not going to come back for another uh, for so another Thor like movie. Open the door for, for Ragnarok and Valkyrie and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I kind of see it as a positive. Well, so, so do I, but I think it's more along. Yeah, but I think it's more along the lines of you know a sustainable love interest for one of these characters. Like yeah, it's really hard, and especially with Cap and Peggy. Yeah. I thought they were going to do something with Cap and then Peggy's a uh, Sharon because Sharon's the, the love interest in the comics. And it yeah. just kind of was like, all right, one of them, they're going to make out a Bucky and, and Winter Soldier are going to sit there and smile. Yeah. And then that's going to be the end of it. And it was. Yeah. But I think that that's, that's a character thing. They got to keep, you know, they kind of keep chat cap chased for the most part. He has to, cap has to remain pure. Unsoiled. <laughs> exactly. Unsullied. But, <laughs> But I think for the most part, like I think that's the reason why she's still there is that you have, you have something that, for all intents and purposes, grounds Tony Stark, in you know in the world, I mean, gives him something to, to quote unquote fight for. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't. Well, that's true because none of the other heroes have anything like that. Mm-hmm. You got Vision and Wanda, who are, they're both freaking dead as far as I'm concerned. Because you never, you don't know what's going to happen in the next movie. Yeah. Uh, the news is that the, it's, it's a time jump. Seems like a giant spoiler, and I'm pretty sure Marvel's going to be like, mother ever, because they tried so hard to keep... Because uh, I watched a lot of the, the press tours for like BuzzFeed and stuff mm-hmm. for Infinity War, and you could tell freaking Tom Holland wanted to say something in every interview. And freaking Benedict Cumberbatch had to be like, no, no, stop. But see, here's the thing. If I were a fucking kid and I was in those movies, you could not shut yeah. me up either. You could not shut me up. They're like, come on. I get to put on a costume and f- jump around with these guys who've been doing it for like the last 10 years. So in essence, from the time I was like six or seven and started watching these guys, now I get to be along with them 10 years later. Like, you couldn't shut me up. You'd have, You'd have to... You'd, in fact, have to shut me up. You'd have to put me with somebody that could just tell me to shut up. That's why they put him with Benedict Cumberbatch. Exactly. Benedict Cumberbatch all the time. Like, <laughs> he seems like a real cool dude. And it's just the way he would, like, cut him off, like, in the middle of the interviews. Because he just funny. looks like he's like, he just looks like ladies usually like, you know what, I'm going to give you a, a cumber slap if you don't shut up. <laughs> a Benedict punch. <laughs> exactly. So then my question is, like, so what do you... So... There's of course there's going to be a phase four, so what yeah. in your opinion? Well, yeah, what in your opinion? Like, what would you want to see from a phase four, both from like movies and TV? Like, because at this point they've kind of they've opened the door to everything, so I don't think anything's off the table. And if we get, you know, if Comcast doesn't come in and screw up this uh, this Disney yeah. Fox deal. Comcast in their collective balls at this point. I know, dude. I mean, can't you be like like the company that has like the worst customer service rating, and now all of a sudden, like you want to take you want to take like X Men and Fantastic Four from us? Like, how dare you? But um, yeah, you know. but like just with everything on the table, let's just as a dream, just as a dream project, like everything on the table. What would you want to see in, in Phase I Four? Had this conversation. And in Phase 4, in both the TV shows, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, The Defenders, Daredevil, everything. Jessica Jones, uh, Luke Cage, uh, hopefully Iron Fist got dissipated by the 
so we don't ever have to see him again. Because well, it was the most disappointing thing ever. Iron Fist has just, in fact, finished filming its second season. Oh, my God. I, I really hope that he, they took some of the fan feedback because that is ah. not what Danny Rand. Danny Rand is supposed to be the healing type. But anyway, we'll get into that some other time because mm-hmm. I want secret freaking invasion. I want to see heroes that have been with the freaking Natasha Romanoff who has been in this thing for what, like, it'll be like 11, 12 years at this point. Mm-hmm. Turn out she is a freaking scroll. I, oh my God. <laughs> You've already changed the formula up a little bit by having like all these characters get wiped out on the screen. Yeah. For the love of God, Secret Secret Invasion is probably my favorite comic book storyline because this is back when, when we were working together. Mm-hmm. And nobody knew. Nobody knew who was the scroll. Nobody knew. Yeah. So I think bringing that kind of surprise into the MCU after what they just did um, would be phenomenal. And if they, if they can't do that, I think something like a secret war would be cool. Like everybody who dissipated at the end, uh, turns out they've been called by the Beyonder through the Soul Stone to fight mm-hmm. the, the other villains that they're going to introduce. And that's how, bam, that's how you get Tom Holland in his black Spider-Man outfit. Because I know people want to see it. Yeah, but problem is, is that they're gonna they're spoiling all of that by having that Tom Hardy Venom film coming out any coming out beforehand. But um, I mean, I'll go like I read today was not part of the MCU, and I'm not yeah. surprised. I'm mm-hmm. very disappointed in the fact. I've never liked Venom as a character, so I've it's it's never been something it's never been something that bothered me. Okay, we're going to flip that because I was an angsty 90s teen with a maximum carnage and, mm-hmm. and Spider-Man versus Venom and Lethal Protector, and I freaking loved Venom. My, here's my thing. like, Other than being a villain, he never the, the, the never really seemed much to the character. It was... Because I think part of, the, part of my problem is, is because bringing in Eddie Brock, Eddie Brock wasn't much of a character. He was just... He yeah. was like the... He was the anti-Peter Parker. Oh, God. Spider-Man made all this happen. Oh, God. Yeah, exactly. So you have the anti-Peter Parker who now has his own, his own spider suit. And, I mean, it just, it, it's a, it's a premise that should have ended. And they just kept, Right. You there know. is no freaking Spider-Man. How in the hell is there a Venom? And why does he kind of look like Spider-Man? Exactly. I, I, I I think that Sony going on with their Spider-Man universe is is pretty dumb, especially considering what what we're have to, what we get to look forward to for Phase Four. Well, I mean, if you really think about it, they still have to contractually do these. If they don't, then and they if lose. They don't do them, then they yeah. lose the license. So that's why terrible movies like You Bull may get made. Yeah, and that's I think that's why Fan Four State got made, right? Which one? Movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, that last Fantastic Four movie, the Josh Trank one. Yeah. Abysmal. That shit was. It was just depressing. Like it, there's no reason. There's a there's a few parts where like I lost my crap at when Doom mm-hmm. looked at the guy and his head exploded. You know, quote unquote Doom. Yeah. Because you know how big of a Doom fan I am. I've got the Doom plushie and shirts and all that stupid crap. Yeah. And then to see like Google Doom Junior. Like blow people's heads up, like I was laughing in the movie theater, and everybody was like looking at me like, "What the hell is this guy's problem? His head's exploding!" I'm like, yeah. "This is this is corny AF. This is like kid." Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I agree with you because it's just it was just 
I love those characters, have always loved them, and that movie was just depressing. Like, it was depressing. They've all yeah. been terrible. Yeah. I mean, at the very least, the first one was campy fun. Was was fun enough in just... And there were... As I'll put it to you this way. Chris Evans was great as Johnny Storm. Yoan Grofo was good as Mr. Fantastic. I think... I think if they had done a CGI thing, and then I just... I never bought Jessica Alba as, as that's Sue. That's what killed it for me. Because we just saw her in what Sin City or something like that. Yeah, and then immediately she goes into this. Yeah, she doesn't look like Susan. Yeah, and it's I mean and and I don't, I don't know I just it, she just didn't do it for me. And like I said, just it, just if we were going to have like just in Phase Four, like what I would like to see is I would like to see just some off the wall stuff like we haven't seen before i want i want moon knight i want moon knight to have a to have a netflix series Hmm? because i he's one of my favorites you know this Mm -hmm. i have all kinds of moon knight stuff which is really hard to find yeah and uh i've thought about uh writing a script for a moon knight series or or movie and i the more i think about it the more i think it would work more as a series Mm mm-hmm because, you know, you watch Daredevil, and he's, it's, it's kind of brutal in some spots, because yeah. he pops arms and stuff out. It doesn't, like, hold a candle to how, like, freaking insane Mark Spector is, or whichever yeah. personality is popping up. Plus, you could, you, you could really push that psychological angle, because there's not mm-hmm. a lot of movies in the Marvel canon right now who's really done that. I really can't think of one. Uh, maybe a little bit of Doctor Strange, but nothing like Twilight Zone weird like Moon Knight would be. And I think that's, I think if they're going to go all out on a phase four, I think that's what they're going to have to do. Because, I mean, he's not off the table. And in fact, he's had, he's starting to have a little bit of a resurgence in the comics as well. Like if you read um, Donnie Cates's uh, Doctor Strange Damnation, mm-hmm. that was, that was a great comic, a great comic series. It was uh, Doctor Strange brings, is after Secret Empire, um, Doctor Strange brings uh las vegas back from the dead like he yeah. he raises the entire city and right. in doing that he brings mephisto back to earth and um mephisto takes over la but he also takes over like the avengers that are there and everyone and just and starts like taking souls left and right so wong has to bring in like his own his own team in order to rescue everybody so he right. he brings in um Moon Knight, uh, was it? Brother Voodoo, um, who else? Uh, this lineup has already got me excited. Yeah. Ghost Rider, uh, the Johnny Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so, I'm in, because yeah. 1990s emo Josh is fully mm-hmm. in the Ghost Rider. Yeah. Uh, God, who else is on? Blade, and, uh, I can't it sounds remember. like a Midnight Suns reunion. You're right, and that's what it was. In essence, it was a Midnight Suns uh, reunion where he just kind of brought back the, you know, he brought back who who everyone considered, uh, like, expendable, soul-wise. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. I think but part of that team was Moon Knight. Like, right. he was on that team, so yeah. I, uh, I think that the Moon Knight costume, um, 
might not work as well as as we'd hope. Mm-hmm. But like Ultimate Moon Knight costume, where it's got the black, I think that would work. Yeah. Or the Mister Knight costume, where he's in the white suit, suit yeah, he's got the white thing on. With it. Man, that looks. Mm-hmm. I bet you that that would that would work for his his costume. And that's what he was in in Damnation. He was the Mister Knight uh, yeah. like persona. But I think it could work. I think I don't know if it. They can't go as as you know. It can't be as stark white as it is. But if they're going to go for something more like a psychological um, angle, then like a dirty off white or gray would would work better. Yeah, but that's not Tachu, man. I know, I know. I, I man, I I I had the first appearance of Moon Knight in Werewolf by Night. And it's one of my treasured comics because it's 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 one of those things where I'm like this is this is where the weirdness started because Moon mm-hmm. is a weird character. He's like a super fractured Batman type. Yeah. They'd have to update a whole bunch of stuff because his his butler or friend who flies his helicopter is named Frenchie and he's a French guy. So yeah. They'd have to update a lot of stuff on there. Well, I mean, I really think that could work. Uh, <laughs> on the level of offense, I think that would be relatively yeah, low. Yeah, I'll other things I'd like to see. Um, I would love to see Squirrel Girl in the MCU. Well, uh, not on the level that she is in the comics. Taking out Thanos single handedly, but I'd like some kind of mention. Well, here's the like, thing: is that they have a. She is. They just have yet to find. They just have yet to find a network for the show. Because the freeform. No, it wasn't going to be on freeform. It was going to be on another network, and it's either going to freeform. Or because they were supposed to be, it's supposed to come out in 2019, they, it may get pushed back to be on Marvel's, uh, streaming service, on Disney's streaming yeah, service. Yeah. I, I assume that much, but, um, I know they cast the, the girl from the AT&T, mm-hmm. the AT&T Mobile Corps. Yeah, the AT&T that. commercials, yeah. And Milana Vantro. Yes, I think she would do very well. Um, the rest of the new Warriors, I don't really, yeah. I was into it when like Speedball was in it, and mm-hmm. like, before everything happened with um, Civil War and the First Day Registration Act, when the New Warriors exploded the whole town. But at this point, I would rather see Squirrel Girl on her own. Yeah, she seems kind of like she would be she would be laid down because her comic. Like I didn't really get the art style at first, mm-hmm. but once I started digging into it and and reading about her adventures, they're smart. She's yeah. like a she's like a really good role model and. And I did not think I would get into uh, a character like this, like I have. And I think, like I think the the uh, the you know the fan favorite to play that role continues to be Anna Kendrick. Like everyone wants Anna oh my Kendrick. God, I would pay money to see that. I love Anna Kendrick and everything. Yeah, I'm a straight dude, and I've I've literally seen Pitch Perfect movies because of her because I think she's so phenomenal. Yeah. So I mean. Again, just any with anything kind of being on the table for phase four, like I'm I'm with you. I would love to see some some new stuff, even kind of going into like new Avengers. You know, I wasn't necessarily uh, into that comic that much. Imagine new Avengers because I was I was in when I first mm-hmm. saw Wolverine and Luke Cage yeah. and when, when freaking. Uh, Luke Cage was fighting Carnage and he was trying to poke him in the face and he's like, you idiot, I'm impenetrable. Like, from that <laughs> point on, I got super into new, uh, and, and it's a new Avengers. Yeah. Uh, a Spider-Woman, uh, yeah. Um, like, D-series would be phenomenal. Mm-hmm. She's like a weird spy type thing. Now, if you want to go movies, um, 
I would love. I, I know we we kind of just got one, but I would love like a vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wanda movie of some type. Yeah. It'll never happen because they've already had their time in the sun. I think that I think the thing is is that because that relationship has had so long to develop there's no way you could successfully put it into like a 90 or 120 minute movie and have it actually make sense but I mean I don't really know about movies at this point I know I'd like to see more buddy movies yeah because Thor Ragnarok has really awoken like when we were kids, you remember like Spider-Man, how Spider-Man mm-hmm. would have? I mean, in essence, in essence, Thor Ragnarok is Marvel team-up. That, yeah, that's what I was thinking. And, and to see other characters who would never, never be around each other, like mm-hmm. Spider-Man and I think Spider-Man and Ant-Man teaming up to take down Taskmaster would yeah. be probably one of the most entertaining movies I'd ever seen <laughs> in my entire life. That would be cool. Especially Paul Rudd and, and Tom Holland and... I, I I love Nick Fury, but I would really like to see more Phil Coulson and yeah. movies. I know that's kind of like a weird subject because Joss was so like, all right, screw this, we're gonna have a TV show. Well, it wasn't even but him. I that was uh, Jed. Jed. Oh, I, I'm, the show actually turned out to be really, really, really yeah. good. So I'm not complaining, but with Nick Fury gone, and he really hasn't been a part of anything. Um, it brings back Coulson because yeah. everyone I've talked to love Phil Coulson. Oh yeah, I mean I think that's and always fuck Greg is amazing as, as Phil Coulson, and in the oh, show yeah. he's been spectacular. But man, put him, give this man his due, make him the glue again. And I think that's the thing is like a lot of people are talking about you know, a lot of people are connecting to the fact that he's going to be in Captain Marvel, and he's, he's coming back to he's coming back in some capacity on the big screen. And I think that's, they're looking at it as that's their, that's going to be his first kind of step back into reality. And what I really yeah, want, really hope so. what I really want is that I want, I want agents of shield to, I mean, they've already kind of acknowledged what's going on with Thanos, but I want them to, I want to know, I'm not going to lie to you. I want, either uh, Fitz or Simmons to disappear like oh on screen God, just, in the season finale so much drama to that show by doing yeah. that mm-hmm. like I so want when he went and what uh, Fitz was shot in the head mm-hmm. or dude one of the oh my or, or he got something crazy happened to his brain like no it was the first uh, the first season he got they got thrown into the ocean and he had to they only he, he only yeah he only had one uh, he could only save Gemma so he, you know, so he, he told her to like drag him to the surface and he had taken out, he had, you know, been too long without oxygen. So it caused brain right. damage. The brain damage. And man, that was, that was riveting. And when she mm-hmm. got pulled to the, whatever home world of that hive thing was, yeah. that was really good TV. But say that, that's the thing. Like if you're going to do, if you're going to hit them with that drama, it either has, either has to be them or there needs to be a scene where we, we, we get we where we're, you know, seconds away from some Colson May action, and and, then, and May just disappears, oh my like God. in front of him, like walking towards him, yeah. and like yeah, like dude, like that would be like why did they not take advantage? I know I've said like like fifteen times, 
why do they not take advantage of this in the shows? Because I remember their big thing was it's all connected. Do you remember mm-hmm. that when they yeah, were yeah. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Now their tagline should be it's barely connected because they don't really acknowledge each other anymore. Yeah, and I keep saying is that it's gone from you know it's all connected to, and I said like their 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 theme should be I see you. So that's about pretty much about you know how close they yeah. seem to get. It's like they oh, they've been. Just say their freaking name. You're in this universe. Just say it. I hate. I hate when they do that. Yeah, it bothered me in the first two seasons, and I think like because I think the last direct, the last direct connection to the MCU was uh, Age of Ultron when Coulson gave uh, Hill the uh, location of the location of Strucker's base. That was the last like you know direct connection. But my thing is, is that if they're going to... The one who got the boat and stuff together, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah. So but, but again, like, my, my problem was, is that, okay, well, why can't anyone know that he's alive? In fact, they should know he's alive because he's been on television as Phil Coulson. Like, when he was, the, when he was like, the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. Or like, he, he's right. been on TV. They've seen his face. They can't be, they can't all be that oblivious. I don't know, man. Tony's tried to destroy the world multiple times on accident, so... Yeah, well, we'll see. But, um... Alright, so, pivot out of it. Bill and Ted face the music. Yes! I was gonna ask... I loved Bogus Journey so much. Mm -hmm. Like, oh my gosh. When they died, and then they were (laughs) in hell, they had to play the games, and... It's just, it was... At the time, it was like the perfect movie for when you're a kid because mm-hmm. they make the robot uses out of the, <laughs> like the dustbusters and stuff, and it was all campy fun. Yeah, and I'm into that kind of music, and, and well, it's down, so you know how to play. And then they take the thing, and then they come back in the phone booth, and they know how to play. Mm-hmm. And they just do it. God made rock and roll for you, man. I, yeah. I, I obviously showed my fanboyism at this time because <laughs> I love Bill Ted and reading the announcement. Because they've been talking about it for years. Yeah. And normally, if movies are like 15 years apart, they're usually absolute trash. Mm-hmm. Unless you're Blade Runner 2049. Yeah. And I, I'm actually very excited about this movie. I think I... I mean, I am too. Because I've loved... I've loved these characters since Excellent Adventure. Like, I... I'm not even going to lie to you. I watched the Saturday morning cartoon. Yes! The Bill and Ted Saturday morning cartoon. I love these characters because, again, because like you're saying, they just, it's campy fun. They enjoyed, they they were just, they were joyful. Even when they were in trouble, even. I'm making the movie. Yeah, they were joyful. And the fact that they wanted to, they wanted to work together. Like they would do, they would work together on, you know, on shit we didn't even like realize. Because there was some, there was some weird Alex Winter movie. Where he played, where uh, where it was a bunch of freaks, and it was him, and Mister T, and Brooke Shields, and uh, <laughs> it's a weird ass film. But it sounds like it would be amazing. Is it like Crazy Clown Time from freaking David Lynch? Right. It was. It's a weird. It, like I said, it's a weird ass film. And I think it is just called Freaks or something. But um, but Keanu's in it as the dog face boy. And you never realize it. Like, you never, 
Like he's just like he has no credits. You just know that he's there. And I think that's that's kind of a testament to the fact that these guys have been friends for so long right. that they'll do just like obscure weird <laughs> shit for each other. So I really want to see how they go, you know how you know how this I goes. Was looking forward. for an Alex Winter cameo in John Wick Two. Yeah, and I don't really know why. <laughs> so I was just, I was just waiting. I don't really know why. Yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm on board. Like, and just the fact that. They're kind of like I think the synopsis says that they're, um, you know, that time is kind of ripping itself apart because they still haven't gotten their shit together. Like, right? It's like they're t- you know they were supposed to write you know the song that would unite the world and they've yet to do so. So I mean, that's the type of shit that I would want to that I want to see. Like, I want to see them kind of play that. Out. Like all the actors and stuff back. Cause you remember like, I know. Princess girlfriends? Yes. Like, yes. I would, the princess girlfriends. I want, um, God, what the hell was it? Was their, their stepmom's name. <laughs> the one who went from, who went from Bill's stepmom to then Ted's stepmom. Yeah. I forgot her name, dude. It's been such a long I think time. it was like Stacy or something, but yeah. I want her to come back. I want like their dads to come back. I want to see like how miserable they are. It just, I want William Atherton to come back as death. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. If you weren't going to say it, I was going to. Yeah. For for me, that was one, that's the only role I actually know him from. Because Mm -hmm. when I was a kid, that little sooner or later, you'll meet the Reaper while he slings the thing around Mm -hmm. and then starts dancing. That was phenomenal. (laughs) Going to Vegas is always a blast. And, I personally love a game of blackjack. Now, sometimes I win big, sometimes not so much, but I usually have a good time, you know, except for the travel back and forth, which is always a nightmare. Now, trips to Vegas aren't easy. Now, you got uh, between rude cab drivers, delayed flights, screaming kids. It can be a nightmare from start to finish. But, you know, ever since I found MYB Casino, I don't worry about that anymore because I'm betting from the comfort of my own home. They got no more wasted time and money. I mean, that's why I tell people, go to mybcasino.ag. That's M as in money, Y as in yes, and B as in bravo. Now, they have huge bonuses. They give away tons of free spins. And every single game you find in Vegas is there, plus many that they don't have. Now, you're going to get a 200% welcome bonus for signing up with them. So you can start playing with a huge bankroll. And best of all, when you win, they have a lightning fast payout system that guarantees that you'll get your cash quick. Now, if you want to experience Vegas from your living room, mybcasino.ag is the only place you'll you'll want to check out. Now, for those of you who want a personal touch, they actually even have live dealer casinos with real people dealing out the cards. Now, whether you like blackjack, roulette, slots, or any other game, uh, MYB Casino has it all. Now, not to not to mention, like you can play all of their games on your cell phone, iPad, or tablet. It's up to you. You can play from anywhere. So if you want to get into the action, go to mybcasino.ag now and sign up to them using the promo code FANPOWERED to ensure that you're eligible for all of our uh, future promotions and bonuses. So you can visit Vegas from your couch and try them today. You can play, you win, you get paid. Again, that's M as in money, Y as in yes, and B as in bravo. mybcasino.ag with the promo code FANPOWERED. <laughs> And then station. Yeah. And I said, if I can't get, you know, if I can't get George Carlin, then I want, you know, 
Once, he's gonna be close. Hmm. He's gonna be close. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I can't really think. Like it would have to be somebody c- clever. Like I don't know. Maybe like John Oliver or something. Ooh, I was thinking more along the lines of like Ricky Gervais. Yeah, maybe or like or John or John Stewart or like you know, he's you know. Not doing anything. <laughs> you know what you said that and now that's perfect. In yeah. my head, that who should be the next rapist? <laughs> yeah, just someone just completely. Oh, Will Ferrell. Will, yeah, Will Ferrell would be hilarious as Rufus. Especially after the whole, I'm Rufus, you are from Zoolander, right? But see, the problem is, is that like he'd be playing the straight man, and that's not what Will Ferrell that, does. He, he could be good at that. Make, but I would put it to you this way: make Will Ferrell the villain. Oh, that's already that's already an episode. There you go. Boom. Yeah. Success right there. Yeah. Make him like the guy to just like I. Who's like, who does not want to, either wants the, either wants time to be torn apart or wants to be the guy who produces a song that saves the universe and he's just fucking horrible at it. <laughs> I think that would be really, I think that would be really well. I think yeah. that, would, that would be super funny. All right, so again, and speaking of, you know, movies coming, movies coming back and sequels, um, I don't know if you like the Sherlock movies, the Guy Ritchie ones. I loved them. Okay, because I love them too. Like I, I love the, I love the vibe. I love the, uh, I love the, the characters. I loved how they interacted. I like this. I loved uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s take on Sherlock Holmes. So they're bringing so, yeah. So that he and Jude Law are coming back for a third. There's no word yet on whether Guy Ritchie's going to direct. So that has me a little bit, you know. Because it depends on who they get to replace him. Because I like Guy Ritchie, um, mm-hmm. but I could definitely see other directors stepping in and like really filling the hole. Like uh, the guy who did John Wick, um, he's doing Deadpool two. Mm-hmm. I think he would be a super good fit for the Sherlock Holmes. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Yeah, but I, I think he would be a good fit for a Sherlock Holmes movie, especially if RJ, our Robert Downey Jr. coming back. I thought about that too, but it's like because the only thing, I, the only other thing besides. The, the stories and characters that I really liked about those films were the visual style. And that is, that is Guy Ritchie. That's, that's, that stuff pulled from like Snatch and Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. Like, I don't know if they're going to, you know, if he's going to match that visual style or is it going to be a completely different visual style? And, you know. I think they would try and stick with what they got since it was such mm-hmm. a huge success. Because everyone I've talked to uh, about these movies, because I've, I've been wondering this for a long time. Because yeah. we just watched the first one, and then we watched Book of Shadows uh, mm-hmm. for our movie nights. And everybody's sitting around like, why haven't they made another one of these? Well, you think about Robert Downey Jr. has been playing Iron Man for 10 years, so yeah. a little hard to make another movie. But, uh, man, I, I, what, what would they, what would they, what book would they base it on? You've already gotten Moriarty out of the way. Yeah. What would you do? Have I, sure. mm, I think that would be so elementary i don't think that not no pun intended i just i don't think that i just don't think it will i don't think it would work if they went with something classic i think they'd have to go with a completely original story because it'd have to be something that would that would draw the two of them back together and i don't think it would necessarily be something something i could pull from a i could pull from a book and say oh well this didn't happen and this didn't happen blah 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 Right, and that's one of the good parts about the Sherlock Holmes movies with Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law, 
they don't really pick from any individual book. Yeah. They just kind of do their own thing and go with their own flow. But as a fan of the BBC Sherlock show, um, mm-hmm. I know that they can upgrade some of these stories. Yeah. And that they would be, they would be pretty good. But you're, you're absolutely right about Guy Ritchie, like helming it. I think the tone would be a little too different. So who knows? Who knows what we're going to see? Yeah. And then, you know, it could be, you know, 13th hour, he just decides to come back. But either way, I'm I'm more interested in getting the new film than, uh, than necessarily who's directing it. Exactly. Yeah, so. I'm just excited we're getting another one. Like, oh, yeah. I, I saw this news and I perked up a little bit at work. I'm like, well, I really like these movies. Mm-hmm. I think that was a lot of people's reactions because they were like, uh, because a lot of people on social media, when I posted it, uh, when I posted it from the site, like they, you know, there's a lot of comments because they were like, yes, it's about time. Yes, that's what I want to see. So, right. yeah. I liked, I liked the fact that it, it means if Robert Downey Jr. does decide that he's not going to, or, or him and Marvel decide they're going to part ways mm-hmm. uh, with the character of Iron Man and Tony Stark, it's nice to see him have something else super huge that he can he can do if he wants to. Yeah. I mean, because like he's not going to leave the public guy because now Tony Stark is a mainstay of pop culture. Yeah, but it, it's I, you understand what I'm saying because I don't mm-hmm. like seeing some some of the, the actors I followed fall so hard. Like yeah, Jean Claude Van Damme just kind of took a took a major dive after he made some of his movies. And I'm not really comparing careers between the mm-hmm. two, but I, I I don't want Robert Downey Jr. to disappear from the spotlight. Well, I mean, I put it to you this way. Like he has, he in essence makes like up to fifty million dollars per film on the back end. He makes. I read, I read today about the Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah, I was gonna say like you make ten million dollars per minute per minute that he was on screen. So I don't think it's gonna be. I don't think we have to worry about uh, him kind of fading into obscurity. I think well, I think ultimately he'll. He'll stop when he wants to, and then come back when he decides is that when he decides the time is right. right. And that's pretty and, much. And uh, I, I don't know about Chris Evans, man. I, I really wish he would stay on. I wish somebody would do something because he, to me, he's the perfect cap. Yeah. But I, I read in an interview, I believe, uh, where he said he's done. Yeah. And he's done after four. So, oh, uh, that hurts my heart, man. You know, he's Cap's my favorite Avenger. Yeah. That, that bumps me out. That hits hard. So, but see, I think that's another thing. That's one of those things where if you really look at it, like how old is Chris Evans? I mean, he's... he's oh, yeah, 34? 34. Right. He's gonna, yeah. Saying you're, saying you're out, that's fine. I mean, it's like you're contractually finished with the character. Right. Doesn't necessarily mean you're done if they, you know, if they... I, I, don't, I don't see him turning down an awesome script with an amazing director. And a, I mean, I don't, I don't see that combination. Him going, hey, you know what? No, nah, I don't think so. Offers it to him. Like yeah. I know we're, we're supposed to be talking about Sherlock Holmes, and I'm super excited yeah, about yeah. that. I'm also kind of worried about some of my favorite MCU actors at this point, because you know Robert Downey Jr. has a whole other franchise he can just kind of hop to, mm-hmm. and a lot of the other ones, their careers were made through the Avengers, uh, with the exceptions of like Don Cheadle yeah. and and some of the other people who've been in great great movies um i was really hoping we could get that that new avengers movie mm-hmm. and i know i'm back on the avengers again it's just well, it's still so fresh in my mind yeah but i i 
I don't know if I'm more excited for maybe a fourth Iron Man with a Mandarin mm-hmm. or a Sherlock Holmes movie because to me they're both really fun characters. Yeah. I think I'll be honest with you. I think uh, I think Thor Ragnarok and Infinity War have pushed Chris Hemsworth's Thor character so far beyond where you know where people thought that he was that Bucky, he was going to end up. <laughs> Sorry, my dog's acting crazy. No, it's okay. But I think that um, I think that his that his performance in Infinity War and more than likely in Avengers Four will pro- will will prompt a fourth Thor movie. I think before a fourth Iron Man movie. I hope so. Yeah, because I think they've because I think like because Taika Waititi's he's kind of he's created a a new kind of status quo for a new world for Thor with Ragnarok. Right. And then just the fact that he's, that they, they, they've managed to seemingly seamlessly connect Thor to guardians means like, I I don't think we're necessarily done with Thor, even though his contract is up. I don't, we'll have to see. Yeah. That's part of the fun of uh, speculating about new movies. Like, who else do you think is going to be in this new Sherlock movie? Are they going to tap another big-named actor to come in and play, like, a foil or another friend? I don't, I don't know. know. It's, it's, yeah. They didn't really do that for the, for, the, for the last one. They just brought back uh, Rachel McAdams. Rachel McAdams. But the fun thing is, is like, they, they killed her off within, like, the first, like, 30 minutes. Yep. So... I don't know, man. It's 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 very exciting to make another Sherlock movie because it it just gives me hopes that some of my other movies that aren't going to be made might get made. I'm yeah. going to do Dread Two for the love of God. I want a Dread Two. Well, and on that note, you know they're making a Dread TV show, and Carl oh, Urban yeah, wa- Carl Urban wants to play the character. And he was so good in Dread. Yeah. So I mean. Here's the thing, like you, if you get, I don't, I don't understand. This is one of the things I don't understand about studios. You get like the guy who played the character, who, who made the character popular again, who says, "Hey, you know what? I love doing this. We should do more of these. Let's do it as a TV show." Why are you not going? Yes, absolutely. Let's do it. Let's get it done. Let's get it started. We do ten episode limited series. Just advertise the shit out of it, like right. bring in a bunch of revenue, and then we'll, you know, put it on like Netflix or Hulu or Amazon or something where There's we so can get right something where we could push it, it exactly something we could push it to like a hard R and just be it, that, that's it's almost like like the the genre and the audience is telling you what they want. Right. Like, and that they still kind of like they still keep like dithering around like well you know we're we're thinking about it it's in pre-production and blah blah, blah. I was like you know. the problem is if you think about it too long it turns into a Duke Nukem situation yeah where twenty years later it comes out and it's just it's passable but it's not what you wanted yeah. out of out of a movie especially not what you've been waiting for for the last twenty years and then right and then they double down on it with like. Trying like uh was it uh talking to John Cena about playing the character on the screen? 
like on the big screen like yeah it's yeah. like you find me a sustainable audience that remembers fucking Duke Nukem and you may actually have something that works but I don't anybody who gives a crap about right. Duke Nukem about, today, thank you because it's they're few and far I was a Duke Nukem fan and mm-hmm. you know now I look back on it is misogynistic He's one trick pony that was pulled from like a first person shooter game. Right. And the more I think about it, the more I don't want a Duke Nukem TV show or movie. Right. See, it doesn't really make sense. But if you really think about it, like Duke Nukem was a parody was a in was in the nineties a parody of the eighties. A parody right. of action stars of the eighties. Like in essence that could never work today, even from a nostalgia point of view. That's why I like shit like the, when they, you know, telling me that, you know, St- Stallone is looking to make another Rambo another film. Another Rambo. Like, dude. I'm like. You're almost 80. Go take a freaking break. Right? It's like, look. How old is the best Stallone now? Too fucking God, old to be doing another Rambo. Right. Movie. He's got to be in his 70s. But yeah. I'm not even going to talk about just like, you know, age or physicality. Just story wise. From the, last from one, the character. The last Rambo was so good. Yeah. Why? Why is he still in the jungle doing this? And, but here's the thing. It was so good because he, you know, he didn't want to be doing what he's doing. Right. Like he just, he's, he knows, he knows that he knows his limit. He is reaching his limits and he did what he had to do with the expectation that he was probably going to die because of it. So. I mean, once you get up there, I mean, he's in pretty phenomenal shape. Yeah. But, I mean, I wake up in the morning and my feet hit the floor and I'm like, oh my God, everything hurts. I can't imagine <laughs> it can't be that much different. Somebody who's got 50 freaking years on me. Yeah, he's 71. they doing these. Wow. Yeah. Wow. No. No. Yeah. It's socially acceptable for you to be riding around on a scooter because you're too old to walk. Mm-hmm. Stop it. Stop it. But I mean, hey, you got. Uh, you as got, long as there's an audience for like these baby boomers who still want to see Rambo. Arnold is Arnold is seventy, and is about to do another Terminator movie after open heart fucking surgery. Again. So, Jeez, because he had open heart surgery when I was in high school. Yeah, if I remember right. So I don't. I don't know, man. These old guys just like they don't. They can't seem like they can give it up. Like, you came back and you made uh, a Creed. They made Creed mm-hmm. with, with him and Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. And that was good, man. You yeah. can stop there. Like, yeah. you don't need to do another one. And then I hear they're thinking about doing another one. It's like, oh. No, no, it's not even thinking about it. They're doing it. Like, it is. It is. <laughs> and the the problem I have is that Creed worked as, worked as a standalone film, even with the Rocky connections. This one is just pure you know, Rocky connections. It's all Rocky. Cause it's, it's going to be Creed versus Drago's kid. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, yeah. Cause my thing is, it's like, okay, they had no, they have no connection other than the fact that Drago killed his Drago killed his father that he didn't know in the ring. You tell me what the, you tell me what the animus between the two of the the two of these characters are that I'm supposed to care about. Like, why should I give a shit? 
there are a lot of movies that are coming out that I'm like, why should I give a shit? Yeah. So. There's also a lot of movies that I wanna, I really wanna, wanna, wanna snag and see. Mm-hmm. Like uh, we've got what a week until Deadpool two. Yeah. I'm really hoping it's gonna be good, man. I hope Fox didn't fuck this uh, series up for me. Well, here's the thing: you got you got two ways to go. They 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 seem to have given, even though Tim Miller's not directing it, they seem to have just kind of given the vibe that they're going to let Deadpool be Deadpool and just kind of you know leave it alone, which I'm fine right. with. At which the same, they should have done for the first one, right? If you, if you read about it, or read about it, or watching any commentaries or anything like that, the reason the film was so good is because they had such a small budget, mm-hmm. with, so they came up with creative solutions around having to cut all these parts. Yeah, like the most famous one I think of is in the the, the end scene where he packs up all his bullets and uh, and no <laughs> pender the the taxi driver's car. But he just leaves him in the taxi, and mm-hmm. that saves the money on doing all the special effects for the bullets and stuff like that. So he yeah. used his swords, and that was pretty clever. And I'm really mm-hmm. hoping we get we get something like that again. But I really think there's too much money flowing into this movie. If you get yeah. Shatterstar in a Deadpool movie, there's a freaking problem. Yeah, but I think my thing is my my biggest misgiving is that I'm hoping this is not just a X Force prequel. I'm hoping that it actually is a Deadpool movie. And, you know, but what do I know? I'm just... I'm, I, don't have, I don't have a lot of faith in Fox with this, man. I really don't. Yeah. They have burned us so many times on good properties that I just... But I think that, I mean, the same thing they did with... You see, my problem is, is that they, they get a character and then they wrap the entire world around that character. That's why you didn't have a good X-Men movie because they were all... All loaded. They were all Wolverine movies. That's why you can't have. That's why you never really had. You, you don't have a good, um, X like new X Men movies. The ones with McAvoy because they're all Jennifer Lawrence vehicles. Like it's, yeah, and you know what really cheeses me off about those movies is mm-hmm. Mystique was never a freaking good guy. Never a couple of issues of Excalibur. Mm-hmm. And I know you want to ride that 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 stardom star power you've got with Jennifer Lawrence into the next movie but dude I've, I've read horror stories about what she had to deal with with the blue makeup mm-hmm. and that's why we didn't get a lot of scenes of her later on and why is she still in these movies like Mystique was literally a one and done villain until mm-hmm. they connected Nightcrawler and Rogue to her backstory and then you're yeah. kind of like hmm yeah but man freaking why, of all freaking characters, the shapeshifter is the one that does, that has. Uh, sorry, I have a real big problem with these X Men movies. No, and I'm and I'm right there with you. Like they just, um, they they never. Again, it's never. It, it, they've never been X Men movies. They've always been this character and X and the X Men adjacent. Right, and that's this always been a couple X Men. Right, and that's always been our problem. And I think, and I'm hoping that doesn't. I'm hoping the next phase, but it looks like the next phase of X Men movies is going to be Deadpool featuring the X characters. Yeah, because they know that they've got a good thing, and they're going to freaking ruin it. Yeah, I mean, well, because if you ask me, they ran the X Men into the ground because one, the first X Men movie mm-hmm. was pretty good, but 
had its had its flaws. Like, One oh, guess. what does lightning do when it strikes a toad? Shut up, shut up! You don't have the accent. You're not Storm. You're just yeah. a freaking lightning lady, right? Second one came out, and I was kind of like, well, all right, well, I guess this is okay. And the third one came mm-hmm. out, and I was kind of thinking, did they ever read an X Men comic book? Yeah. Like, what what happened to Juggernaut? Juggernaut is not a mutant. He's a freaking yep. his powers derived from magic. So. Mm-hmm. I know it just sounds like I'm being, like, comic puree, but what the hell did they do with the last movie? Like, they had Kelsey Grammer's The Beast, which I think was inspired, but all the rest of it was just freaking garbage. Yeah. No, I absolutely agree with you. It was one of those, it was one of those things where it was, hey, we've got these characters, let's throw them in a blender and see what happens, instead of actually making a good film. It was just right. like, it was, it was another, hey, look at this. Hey, look at this guy. Hey, we've got this guy that you like. Hey. Right. Hey, remember this character from this comic? He's right over here. This and that's the reason why they put Iron fucking Wolverine in everything. Right. Because everybody... Hugh Jackman did not make a good Wolverine movie until the until Logan. And even then, it's still had connections to this terrible universe. Mm-hmm. So I, I wasn't really as big of a fan of Logan as I could have, because it was just a continuation of the thing that made Deadpool with the scissor arms, the Rockapool with the mouth covered up, that kind of thing. And that's how Fox's friggin' mindset seems. Mm-hmm. I was excited about a Gambit movie um, until it, everything just kind of fell through. Channing Tatum as Gambit kind of seemed like a pretty entertaining casting choice for me. But I think the saddest thing about this entire X-Men Fox thing is I saw a picture of Olivia Munn, who mm-hmm. everybody enjoys from Attack of the Show, yeah. and and and, the, and all this other stuff that, that she's been in. She was in what, Iron Man three as a, as a reporter, mm-hmm. and uh, all this other stuff, and everybody really likes her. But to see yeah. her standing in Psylocke's uniform in the middle of Auschwitz, like, just made me want to throw up in my mouth, like. At that point, I was kind of like, what in the hell is going on at Fox? Yeah, no, they they, they completely squandered squandered her in that film. Like, she they... Has, like, lines. Yeah, I mean... But she was in all the promotional material. Right. Like, what the hell? Because I think she was probably the only character that had the most comic ac- comics-accurate costume, so they wanted to put her in everything. I watched a, I watched a video where the first time she put it on, she said she did, like, a pose and, like... The bottom of it ripped open. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah, but it's like, like a little thing, yeah, so. but like I said, it's like it's they put they put so much they put the imagery that we remember, and they wanted that to make the film. It's like uh, there was literally no reason for Wolverine to be in that fucking last movie. Especially with it, it, there was no reason for him to be in Apocalypse at all. But they wanted it was just like a quick, like 10 seconds. No, it was just like, hey, remember this iconic Barry Windsor Smith Wolverine? Here it is. Wasn't even Wolverine, it was Weapon X, right? It was Weapon X. So it's like, there's no, there was no reason for that whatsoever. Yeah, there was to get people like us to go and see it. Yeah, because Ivan Ooze as Apocalypse. Dude, are you yeah. serious? You take uh, what was it, Oscar Isaac? Isaac yeah, it was Oscar uh, Isaac. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he had just come off the the doing Star Wars: The Force Awakens, mm-hmm. which he was phenomenal in. 
Yeah. And then you put him in this blue makeup and just 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 dismantle the character of Apocalypse. Yeah. Because if there's anybody who could like, hey, after Thanos, who's gonna be the next big bad? And I was hoping for somebody like maybe Apocalypse. Yeah. Or maybe a strife type character mm-hmm. that's tied to like the the cable universe. Yeah. Or even Mephisto, who we talked about earlier with Moon Knight and, yeah. and all that. Like, where the hell are we going to go after Thanos? Because you can't go back to telling small stories after that. Yeah, that, I mean, because it's boom, the thing. Like once, thing. yeah, because the next Avengers movie after four is going to have to, you mean, go really big. So you're going to have to go with a really big villain, and you're right. Like I don't know who I don't know who I don't know who you go with after Thanos other than you know Mephisto. You got to go with if you if if it's not an outer space threat, it's a threat from beyond. Like you know, Dormammu coming back or something crazy like that. Like possible because we've never seen we've never seen a Marvel villain come back and terrorize everybody except Loki. Well, now Loki's gone. Who's going to take the place of the only really good villain that Marvel had? Yeah, that's true. Very like, true. where is Hela? Like, yeah, I want to see her back because Kate Blanchett. That was who that was, wasn't it? Yeah, Kate Blanchett did such a really good job capturing this weird, otherworldly character mm-hmm. that I would love to see more of. But Marvel's got this one-off thing. Yeah. And even DC's following suit, but at least they're killing off their dumb villains, like all their CGI villains. Yeah. Steppen- <laughs> yeah, Steppenwolf. Jeez. Yeah, Steppenwolf of all freaking villains. for the, I'll say, arguably, five of the most iconic superheroes mm-hmm. ever to the Earth have been given just the utter crap show. Because, see, that's, I mean, here's my problem. If you're going to go with Darkseid, there's so many ways you could branch off mm-hmm. to you, your first villain c- could have been fucking Calabac. Because then exactly. yeah, you bring in Calabac as the villain and then it because then you can branch off. You can have your fucking Mr. Like Mr. Miracle come yeah. in. You have your, Big your right. Big Barda. Granny goodness, Granny goodness and the like Furies, that. like all of that stuff. Like and it's. Like I said, there's so many, there's so many other characters that they could have gone with. And if you're gonna start with, if you're gonna make it a road to apocalypse, then it should have started with Calabac, because then that's right. when, because then you can steer into, because then that's your tangent into a New Gods movie that they're talking about exactly. that that they're doing now with with Anna Duver, Duver, Duvernay, I think that's right. how you pronounce her name. I've got kind of a theory about Wonder, uh, a theory about Wonder Woman, but I think that Steve Trevor. Is going to be a guardian. Hmm. It's, it's not going to be a guardian, but he's going to be a Green Lantern. It's hmm. possible. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying because why would you take such a good character in in Scott Trevor mm-hmm. and, and and throw away such a good actor in, in one movie? Yeah. But every comic book movie has a history of doing that. But I'll put it to you this way: I mean, if if there's one person who can't who who can just kind of be in a film and then leave and then be in something else. It's Chris Pine. Cause Chris Pine knows that he's got, that he has, that he can be in multiple franchises. And he's proved that. Yeah. So, and, and I, and I agree with you, but, uh, how else are they going to do this? They, they did yeah. what, uh, a mention of a guardian in, what was it? Justice league. 
Yeah, I mean, there was a, uh, well, there was a Green Lantern in Justice League, so it's about the best you could go. You still there? Yes, I'm still here. Okay. I didn't look at You disappeared for a second. Yeah, I think my internet uh, might have restarted, but that's fine. Yeah. But, I mean, on that note. Hmm? I don't know where DC's going to go from this point. That's yeah. That's all I'm saying. My thing is they they need to shut it all down, shut everything down, do, and I'm sorry, I know they, they tried to do it separately, and they tried to do the opposite, but they're going to have to take a note from Marvel, do a, do a Wonder Woman movie, do a Batman movie, do a Superman movie. Do a do a Trinity movie, and then possibly do a a Justice League movie. Right, Batman v Superman. Even from the name itself, like I hate it. I was really hoping. Uh, again, we talked about this before mm-hmm. for like a Superman Batman Public Enemies type thing. Thank you. Where they had to work together. Yeah, where where you get that sense of camaraderie, camaraderie mm-hmm. and then maybe you show some of the heroic things that Superman has done. Superman being heroic is is so forced to me, mm-hmm. uh, but the comic books it's so good. Like he's always the epitome of the, the things that are good. I don't know. We kind of broke off and went into a Justice League tangent, but if you're talking about the Marvel movies, how are you not going to bring up their direct competitor? Yeah, yeah. Like I said, it's all it's it's everything's all speculation at this point. We're all just you know waiting to see what's going to happen and. The more we talk about it, the the more we hope somebody's listening. So, I don't think anybody ever will. I don't think the DC Universe will ever get righted. I don't think there will ever be that tipping point. I was hoping it would with Wonder Woman, but there was, there's just been no tipping point at this point. I mean, I think, if anything, you'll have individual successes with the Wonder Woman sequel. You'll probably have success with if um, they get a really good director for a Man of Steel sequel. I think you'll have those individual successes. I think, I think honestly, from everything I've seen and heard, I think Aquaman's going to be good. Um, but I think like they, I think they can have. I think they'll end up having individual success, and then the what they'll end up doing is they'll try and force another team up movie. Right. And that's where things will fall apart. Yep. So. Oh, jeez. Yeah. It, it's just hard to even think about because Marvel's done so well. Mm-hmm. But I think the thing is, is that they, you know, they don't want, like, DC doesn't want to be Marvel, but at the same time, you gotta, you gotta look at how they were successful and if you don't necessarily mimic it, then you take something from it. Like, you don't copy it, but you take something from it, because it is working. Right. Yeah. Well, on that note, I think we're going to go ahead and end it for tonight, and is there anything you want, anything else you wanted to talk about? Where can people people find you on social media, Josh? I am at SoilWorley on Twitter, and that's pretty much about it. (laughs) <laughs> Alright, well you know you can always find me at Superpowered Fan on Twitter. You can find it uh news, reviews, 
interviews on superpoweredfancast.com. You can always find this uh, this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, anywhere you get your your podcasts. And you can find uh, editorials and news items as well on Geeks Worldwide at the GWW.com. So for a superpowered fancast for this week, see you later. Bye, y'all. <laughs>